0: Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. I'm going to tell you a story, open up with one, that uh, I was only a Christian for about a year and a half. And at that time, I had accepted Christ, began to walk with Him. My mom and dad accepted Christ by then. My five brothers accepted Christ by then. We had an aunt and uncle that were coming in from out of town, and we wanted to make sure they knew Jesus. So I took the lead, and I just began to share Christ with them in our home. I had them cornered. They couldn't get out of the corner. And I'm talking to them about Jesus and telling them he's the way, the truth, and the life. No other way to heaven but through Jesus. And uh, they're listening. But finally, my aunt looked at me, and she said, that's fine for you, but I don't want this. I don't need this. So my response was well, then you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> Bad response, right? Um, and she looked at me, her, her jaw dropped, my uncle's jaw dropped, and they, they said, what did you say? How could that be? How could God do that to us? And I said, well, if you don't accept Jesus, there's only one place left to go, and that's where you're going to go. And my mom and dad are behind them going <laughs> like this. And uh, they finally got me out of the room and tried to calm it. My aunt and uncle didn't speak to me for about two years, And uh, now it's all good. We're, We're all great. Well, here's what I want to say. Here's why I open with that story. I knew Jesus, but I didn't know God at that time in my life. And it takes a while to know God. And this morning, this lesson is really cool. You know why? It's about you and I having the opportunity and the ability to know the invisible God as well as we know our best friend. So think about who your best friends are. My closest best friend is my wife, Gina and we know each other intimately. I know what's going on in her heart. I know what she's thinking. She knows that about me, and it blows my mind to think I can know the invisible God that well, but we can, and God's given us a way, and if you're visiting today, I want to welcome you to hashtag goals, and uh, we decided instead of calling it goals, call it hashtag goals because um, goals are a huge deal on social media, so we thought, you know what? Let's emphasize this and let's push it on social media because if you look at social media, there's, you know, hashtag fitness goals, hashtag life goals, hashtag relationship goals, hashtag family goals. The young people, you see lots of hashtag boo goals and all these types of things. And it's big on social media. Well, guess what? Here's what God wants for you. He wants you to go from setting goals to getting goals. Setting goals would be like a New Year's resolution, which I've failed on every one I've ever done. But getting goals is totally different. And we talked to you about these six incredible principles that will help you reach any goal you want to reach. I'll review those in a second. But let's talk about what today's all about. Uh, I titled this lesson, Hashtag Know God Better. And this is about you and I getting to know God better. And here's what's so cool about it. You could be here like me. I've been a Christian for a long time, almost four decades. So I've been a Christian for a long time, and you know what? I can still know God better. And you can be brand new, and you can know God better. You can be anywhere in between, and you can know God better. We'll never know him as well as he can be known down here for sure, but we can always know him better, and we can get to a place to where we know him as well as we know our best friend but here's what I love about God and I made this the point of this message if you're visiting I always have a point I say that when I sit to study and make my notes I say what what do I want people to walk out understanding very very clearly better than they've ever understood and here's my point God wants to be known He, he wants to be known that's an incredible point there are some of you you're very very shy you're very very private people and if you're shy and private I used to be that way, and and God's helped me come out of my shell and uh, be be more outgoing, but I, I was a very introverted person. And when you're that way, like, say, for instance, you're coming to church, you try to make sure you arrive when worship's already going on, and you come in and you sit and, and then, when, when we're closing the service and, and the MC comes out to close, you kind of take off with all the volunteers and go to your car. And it's just you're private and you don't want to be known. And there'll, there'll be a select group of people you open up with, but you just don't want everybody to get to know you or know everything about you. But God's the opposite. God wants to be known, He wants you to know Him better than you want to know Him, and that's incredibly awesome. So there's a prayer in the Bible that brings this out so clearly. When I re- read this prayer, and I pray this prayer for you guys probably three or four times a week, and, and, and it just shows us how bad God wants to be known. Here's the prayer, Ephesians 1, 17. It says, I ask, ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning, that's the inside your spirit, man, in knowing Him personally. What an incredible prayer that you and I can know God personally. We can know Him intimately. So I pray this way for you. And you know what happens when we pray this way for people? It releases God to do a work inside of us. And the next verse I'm going to share, it's one of the most incredible verses. I believe it displays the grace of God at the highest level. And it reads like this, Philippians 2.13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. That's amazing. So I can't take any credit for what I've done for God, what I'm doing for God, what I'm going to do for God, because God actually did a work in me and gave me desires to do what I do. And every one of us that are serving God, the grace of God from the inside out has placed desires in us to do things for God. And it's just the most amazing thing ever. So when we pray for someone to know God, God gets inside of him. He begins to do things inside of him, open up their spiritual eyes and help them come to understand God. So here's, Here's what's cool, God wants to be known. And if you're here today and you think, I can't understand the Bible, I, I don't think I can have a relationship with God. Pastor Joe, you don't understand, you're a pastor, I'm a lay person, and, and I just, I don't have those skills. No. no you don't need any skills except desire. And God will put that in your heart. And as you begin to go after God to develop this relationship, He does the rest. So every one of us in this room can be spiritual. Every one of us in this room can have a relationship with the invisible God. And every one of us that's been around a long time like me, it can get even better. So I want to just motivate every one of us in this place. So here's our six principles. And we're going to work them today as I, 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 we talk about hashtag knowing God better the first thing we have to do is name you have to name your goal and I taught this in lesson one if you weren't here you can listen to it for free at believers.cc our website or on any smartpad smartphone we have a BC app you can you can listen to all this for free you have to name your goal that's that's your end result hashtag know God better and it has to electrify you so the name I picked may not electrify you but it electrifies me hashtag know God better and then you have to break down your goals which is just simply your action steps. How am I going to get to hashtag KnowGodBetter? We'll give you breakdown steps to know God better. Uh, Then you have to prioritize your goal, which simply means you have to put it on a calendar, give it a day, give it a time, a couple times a week, how many ever days you want, but this is when I'm going to take these steps. Then you have to future your goals, and we'll talk about that at the end. That's just staying focused on it so you're energized. Then you have to evaluate your goals and... I love this one because this is where every one of us fell. It means to tweak. So if you this week decide, all right, Pastor Joe, I understood what you said. God wants to be known. I'm going to take these steps. And you come up with a plan. When you actually try it, it might not work. It might not feel good. Well, that's okay. Tweak it. Change it around. And and we'll we'll talk to you about how that can be done. But here's something else about evaluating. Something might work for a year, and then you'll hit a wall, and it's like... This isn't working anymore. I'm just not spiritually growing. You know what that means? Whatever you were doing took you as far as it can take you. You sit down, you tweak, and, and God will help you. you. You come up with a different plan, and then it will take you to the higher level. That's evaluating. Then you have to fight for it. All that's in lesson one. So we're going to have a blast today. And what I want to talk to you about is in order to have a relationship with anyone, isn't it true we have to spend some time with them? You have to hang out with them. And uh, I want to talk to you about three ways to spend time with God. So think about it. God's given us three ways to spend time with him, the invisible God. They're absolutely spectacular. They're really simple. They're really natural, but they're also really supernatural ways to hang out with God. And here they are, prayer, Bible reading, and worship time. That's how we hang out. That's how we spend time with God. But there's a hundred different ways to do this. And here's what I've noticed in the in, with Christians. We try to emulate our spiritual leaders and do what they do. And most of the time, we're different personalities, so it doesn't work anyway. And then most of the time, pastors and spiritual leaders, we have to do more with our devotions than the average person because we're carrying the weight of the ministry. So I'm hearing everybody's problems, and I have everybody's problems coming before my face. I'm helping people, and I'm hearing all these problems that are going on, and then I have to raise funds for the work of God, and I have pressure on every side, so I'm going to need extra time so I can stand up strong, walk around with a smile on my face, be happy, and so on and so forth, but every one of us don't we all carry some pressures in what we do in life and what life brings at us? And it just will absolutely set you free, but you won't have to do as much as I do, so I don't want to mess you up with that. But here's a thought I want to lay out and take a moment with, and it goes like this. If you don't enjoy your time with God, you won't spend time with God. You have to, it has to be fun. So if you've ever tried to read your Bible, pray, or worship, and it seemed like homework, You just weren't doing it the right way for you and you need to find a way that's fun and i'll try to help you and give you some ways to do that today but i remember when gina and i were in bible school she grew up in chicago i grew up here we met in bible school and we sat under this leader that was um just really a spiritual guy and he was 65 at the time and he used to teach and he'd talk about how he'd stay up all night from midnight to five in the morning praying reading his bible and and worshiping and i just sit there thinking whoa that's what i have to do to be spiritual and gina would sit there she did the same thing you know when we started the church we tried to do what he did for about 10 years and we were under constant guilt constant shame first of all we were totally different than him in personality you know uh i'm not a stay up all night kind of person right and and uh we were different there but on top of that He didn't have a day job. He was at a place in his life where he could mosey into his office at 3 p.m. and just stay a couple hours and go home. He had everything delegated. Gina and I had to get up. We had to be in the office at 8 or 9. We had day jobs. We had kids. And there is no way we could emulate this guy and no way ever we could pray that length of time. But we thought we had to do it his way. And that messed us up. But you know what else? Gina and I... We do our prayer, our Bible reading, and our worship. We do it totally different. So I thought I would take a moment and talk to you about that. This is Joe and Gina's different devotional lives. And uh, (laughs) good pictures of us, right? We are so different, my wife and I. And uh, we're we're different personalities. We're different styles, everything. So I want to tell you how she prays, all right? She creates Word documents. And she'll do columns. And she'll have Monday through Sunday on the top. And then she has names on the side. I'm always the first name. She showed me all these. And, and then my, my kids are next and the grandkids. But then she has a bunch of your names. It's amazing. And she'll put you guys in and out of there. And so she prays by whatever date is. She cuts and pastes that day. She puts it in another document. She expands it, makes it the whole page. And then she types her prayers out. <laughs> if I had to type my prayers out, it would go in the category of homework and I, would never, I wouldn't pray in a billion years. Can pray that way? Are you crazy? And, uh, but she likes it. I tell her how I pray, and she goes, "I'd never pray if I had to pray the way you pray." You know how I pray? I go in my basement for all my devotional stuff, and I have a, a workout room, and I dim the lights, I put on headphones, I connect them to my phone, I pull up uh, Spotify, I have a worship list. I play it as loud as I can. So music's blasting in my ears, and I pace like this, and I say, "God, I want to pray for so-and-so. And God, I need this to happen. and God do this." And, and music's like and i love it that's how i pray Do you know that when i'm really really tired you know what suits me some kind of rock music that's blaring in my ears it makes me feel good gina says it brings her to fighter or uh, whatever fighter or whatever that is flight yeah thank you and it it does that for her so her and i are totally different we just we do it totally totally different she reads her bible last year she went through the bible in a year and this year she's going through the Bible in a year, but she's also doing it chronologically. You can, you know, do it in order uh, time wise. And then she has this incredible reference book. And when she sees something she doesn't understand, she uh, looks into the reference book to get the answers. And then I didn't want to mess this up, so I wrote it down. Then after she reads, she asks this question What did I learn about God and man, and what will I do about it? I'm like, more homework it's like, are you crazy i 'm not doing that I, I read on my, I read on my phone, I have the u version app, and I read it, and uh, I play it at the same time, so I play it and read it and I just fifteen minutes usually a day i 'll do that and then i 've read through the Bible in a year many times now I just pick a book and I just If it's a small book like Ephesians, six chapters, I read that book every day. And I know a lay person may not want to read the book of Ephesians every day. I read it every day for two or three weeks. And then I get these ideas for messages and I just jot them down, no more than a sentence or two. And I jot them down on my phone and and then I go on with my life. And I highlight anything that stands out and I can go find all the highlights on this app later on. her and I do it totally different. The way she worships, she'll pick a song and it's playing on her phone and she'll just sit there. and <laughs> I'd fall asleep at that, you know. I blast it in my ears, I'm in the basement and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, I'm worshiping, no one can hear me because I'm way in the basement and I don't want to hear myself because I sing so bad. But her and I, totally different. Now you may not be like me, you may not be like her, you have to find your groove. You have to find your group. So let's talk about how you're going to do that, all right? So Bible reading is listening to God. It's God speaking to you. You can't be close with anyone unless you listen to them and you have conversation with them. And God's invisible, but sometimes he speaks to our hearts, and that's awesome. But do you know the Bible is God speaking to us? Uh, the Bible says about the Bible that people of old, men of old, that God gave them words to write and they wrote them down. So it's not some man's opinion. It's God, by the Holy Spirit, giving people the words to write. It's alive. It's amazing. Here's a cool scripture. It's Hebrews 4.12. It reads like this. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Listen to this. Making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating. And I cut out some words because the Amplified is so wordy. But... All I wanted you to see is this. When you read your Bible, it literally goes deep inside to your spiritual heart. And it is alive, and it's energizing, and it's it's like when I speak to you, it's just going to be a guy speaking to you. But when God speaks to you, it literally will begin to energize you and change you. And I like the latter part of this verse, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. And that's not negative. That's positive. It's just God changing us from the inside out. And every time I read the Bible, guys, I'm telling you, I sit there at the end and I think, wow, God, that's really cool. And there's always one verse that stands out and it's like, whoa, I didn't see it that clear, Lord. Thank you and he'll speak something to your heart on top, it's absolutely phenomenal. If you don't have some kind of Bible reading time, I don't care if you start with five minutes, just find some time and and as many days a week as you can, read it because it's going to change you. So you might be sitting there saying, okay, how can I figure out a plan? Well, here's here's some tools. Uh, There's a place called BibleStudyTools.com. It has 17 different plans. They're all going to be different. You might find one you like. And then BibleGateway.com, I do a lot of studying on this site. It has 18 different plans, <clears throat> and then Gina's really into these Bible engagements. It has 16 Bible engagement tools, and so that's, that's just a way to get the Bible in you uh, without actually always reading it. It's absolutely phenomenal, and then I use version, the beautiful app. That's what I do my reading on, and I love our student pastor, Ryan. He did, he did the uh, video announcements today. Um, he disciples... The students and they read through the Bible each day on this app, and, he, and, and you can set it up to where Ryan sees when they read and how much they read, and he's able to coach them. It's absolutely incredible, beautiful app. So let's talk about prayer, right? Prayer is talking to God, and you and I are not going to have a relationship with God unless we talk to Him. There's two ways a Christian can pray one is in your known language, that's in English. Gina and I are spirit filled, so we pray in the spirit also. and. Uh, uh, you may know about it, you may have never heard about it, but if you want to know more about it, we have a connect group, every every term, it, it, it's just called the God I Never Knew, this term, Tony D'Annunzio is going to lead that, Pastor Bill usually does, but guess what Pastor, uh, Pastor Bill is doing uh, this term, we're starting a church in the prison here in town, and it's going to be a church a regular church service, but we're simulcasting my messages into it, and we're going to have our worship and everything, and we're going we're to begin to have church every week in the prison. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that. Can we, can we get excited about that? The warden, the warden wants it done. I mean, they, they want us to do it, so we're really, really excited about it. So uh, Tony will be teaching that. You'll see it advertised, but listen to this about prayer. This is Psalm 5.3. Each morning I will look to you in heaven and lay my request before you, praying earnestly. And you might be an afternoon person, a day person. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. You and I can whisper prayers all day, and I hope you do, and I, I'm sure most of you do. I whisper prayers all day, just ask God to do things as they come up. But it's so cool to, to set a time where you say, all right, I'll read my Bible this time, and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. And, and you just pray. And, and, and you ask God to do things. It's absolutely amazing. And then he'll always talk back to you as you pray too. So I developed these tools because I know it's hard for people. I used to have my mom, my dad did come up and say, I don't know what to pray. How do I pray? And I, and I just, one day I just, I had an idea and I created these tools and it's called the remodel prayer cards. And then the saved prayer cards. You see the pictures behind me. We sell those in the kiosk and I'm not trying to sell things. Uh, any profit will just go to print more of them. But, uh, they're amazing tools. Now, if you want to pray for a non-Christian, you would pray the saved cards. That acrostic, every letter, is something for you to pray. And if you want to pray for Christians, you pray the remodel card. And every letter is something to pray. They're phenomenal tools. And if you pray the front of the remodel card, you can do it in about three minutes. If you pray the back of each letter, you'll end up praying. It has more detail. You'll pray every prayer in the New Testament. It's absolutely amazing. That only takes about 10 to 11 minutes. And when I tell you I pace and pray, I have these memorized because I prayed them for over a decade. So they're, they're memorized, and, I, and I'm very spontaneous, but I know exactly where to go, and it just helps me with my prayer. You can pray. you can have a set time for prayer. And I know many of you do. I would encourage you to take, take it to a higher level. Now I want to talk about worship. One of my favorite things on planet Earth. Worship is hanging out with God. It, it's amazing. And I like this scripture. I didn't put it on PowerPoint. 1 Corinthians 15:33 says, "Bad company." corrupts good character but the opposite is true good company it enhances good character in all of us and whether you or I are aware of it and I think most of us are whoever you hang out with they rub off on you it just rubs off on you so reading the Bible is hanging out with God too but worship is just something really absolutely amazing and you're just hanging out with God, and he, you won't even know it's happening, but it rubs off on you. So I want to talk to you a little bit of just about worship and how incredible it is. Uh, Revelations chapter 4, you see the, the, the scripture reference, reference up there, verses 6 through 11. Uh, you can read that this week. It paints a picture of what's going on in heaven, it's, it's, and it's around God's throne in heaven. It's an amazing picture. And there's these four creatures, they all have different faces, and uh, they have six wings, each of them. I mean, think, think about it, this is like sci-fi, you know, uh, fantasy, it's amazing, but it's true. And they have eyes all over their wings, front and back, they have eyes on their face, front and back, it, it, just amazing creatures. You know what they do? 24-7 they circle the throne of God and worship and that worship permeates heaven. Now, if you're a new Christian or maybe a non-Christian, you might be sitting here saying, I don't know if I want to go to heaven if I have to worship all day, right? I don't want to go to heaven and worship all day, okay? So relax, all right? We're going to do all kinds of other things in heaven. You're going to have a mansion. God's going to give you a purpose and a place, but man, it's going to be cool to worship up there when we see God. We'll want to just give some worship up to him, right? But here's what the Bible teaches. Worship's the atmosphere of heaven. And the Bible says when you and I as Christians worship, God inhabits our worship. Now, it's not spooky, it's not super spiritual, it's not weird. When it says God inhabits our worship, all it means is his presence comes into the room, it can come upon us, and his presence isn't weird. Weird, you know what it is? It's God's life, God's peace, god's joy it's 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 god's power that changes things it just rests upon you and can we all agree after we worship today didn't you feel better than when you walked in that's the presence of god that just gets on you so worship is hanging out with god it's absolutely the most amazing thing ever i love to worship for that reason i'm a worshiper and and i found in this church this church is full of men that love to worship why we realize that that's a cool thing to do. It brings God's presence on our life. I'll tell you something else. Um, I, I play worship when I'm driving. I pray, play it when I'm getting ready in the morning. I'm not singing with it. I'm just playing it, you know. And, uh, but when I'm driving, I, have, I struggle with road rage. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I do. My wife doesn't allow me to do it when she's with me, but if she's not with me, I'll just, I can't believe it, blah, 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 blah. When I'm playing worship, I try to do it, but I can't. It's just like God's presence gets on me and I'm calm. And I wanna, I'm like, you! And I was like, no, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. It just helps me. Guys, it will help you have a peaceful day, a stressless day, it's amazing. So you might be sitting here saying, Pastor Joe, you mean I, I, I can put a time in my morning to where I just play a worship song and worship God? Oh, if you make that step, you'll never be the same. But if you're here and you're saying, I'm not ready for that step, listen. Just play some worship when you're getting ready. Play it in your cars. You will see your atmosphere change. And guess what? God wants to be known. And as you do that, he's going to make himself real in your life. So praying, reading, hanging out with God. It makes sense, right? Let me me talk to you about futuring this. All right, I want to close with this thought. The Apostle Paul, we we also call him St. Paul, he wrote nearly three-quarters of the New Testament, incredibly awesome guy, the most spiritual person ever to live on planet earth, uh, except for Jesus, but Jesus was God in a body, so Paul's a normal guy like us, most spiritual guy ever to live on planet earth, and he had out-of-the-body experiences where Jesus met him, talked with him, I've never had those, and I really don't want any, Let's like, no, I don't need to go that far, God. I'll, I'll do it through Bible reading, prayer, and worship, all right? And, uh, and so I, I don't look forward to anything like that. But he had a bunch of those, and he knew God so well, and yet he wasn't satisfied. And you know what that tells me? If Paul wasn't satisfied, and if Paul felt, I can know God better, then I can know God better, and you can know God better. And I just want to show you this incredible scripture. It reads like this, Philippians 3.10. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Now think about it. Here's a guy that already knows God better than any of us. And he futured it. The future, it means you focus on it. You keep it in front of you. You know, at home, uh, where I work, and I have a home office. I work with my laptop right above there. I have all my goals and, so I can stay focused on them, future them. And, and I have hashtag know God better. And I wake up in the morning... And when I see that, it's like I'm going to go have my spiritual time because I have to do that. And and Paul's saying, man, I can know God better, which means all of us can know God better. And i want to close with this question. Are you excited that God wants to be known and you can know Him better? And if you are, can we just say thank you, God, just celebrate for a moment? That's absolutely incredible, man. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. So let's pray. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Lord, I did my best to bring out this part of the Bible, which is incredible. And Lord, I thank you for every person in this room. Uh, majority of us are Christians, Lord. And all of us are at a different place in our devotions. And uh, I know you spoke to all of us either to keep it up or go a little further or to tweak, whatever, Lord. I thank you that you're the God by your grace that even puts those desires in our hearts. And Lord, you know I prayed for everyone in this room today often this week. Lord, thank you for putting the desires in us to get to know you, the invisible God, and thank you that you're going to make it easy. Lord, help every one of us find things that are fun, uh, things that work for us, maybe won't work for anyone else, and thank you, Lord, that we can be different, but yet we can hang out with you. We thank you for it, Lord God. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, guys. Uh, I want to make one invitation before I close. If you're here and you're not sure of your forever, you're not sure if you were to die if you'd go to heaven or hell, Maybe you walked in not even believing there was a God or a heaven or hell. We're so excited you're here today. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, listen. Right now, I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you to join a religion. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day when you made it personal with Jesus? That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking if you grew up in church. I'm not asking um, if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult. Again, all great things. I'm asking, can you remember a day when you made it personal said you know what jesus i believe in you and i make a decision today to follow you if you're here and you say pastor joe i can't remember that day but man god wants to be known so i'd like i'd like to make that first step so i can know him i'm ready today to accept him as my savior if you're here and that's you would you pray with me right now everyone else can we help them pray just say this after me say lord god i realize i'm a sinner i repent for all my sins and this day i give my heart to jesus Now let's take it further. Jesus, this day I accept you as my Savior and I make a decision to follow you. Thank you for washing my sins away and making me one of your kids. (laughs) Amen. Now, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen, listen. If you prayed that prayer, you probably didn't feel fireworks, but miracles happened. God washed all your sins away. He gave you the gift of eternal life. Heaven's your future destination. I love this part. I learned this many years ago, and it excites me so much. Do you know that when a Christian or when someone accepts Christ, if it's just one person on the entire planet, that God and all of heaven begins to celebrate up there? Isn't that amazing? And they celebrate because you now have become one of God's kids. We can't work our way to heaven. We become a child of God through the grace of God by faith. And so heaven's celebrating. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.